welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy and here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Whoa. This is actually the first podcast this summer. Yeah, it is. The first official summer. summer. First official. Beautiful day here, evening here in yeah. Ludlow, Kentucky. There you go. Yeah. Very nice. Yes. And you know, you bring up summer, and uh, I happen to have a birthday coming up. And uh, for real, coming for real. Yes, and Megan just had a birthday. Sure did. Oh, we're not doesn't. But we're not (laughs) broadcasting on the night. We didn't broadcast on the night that she had a birthday, and and we're we'll be on hiatus for a couple weeks when my birthday is. So you remember in school, if you were a kid that had a birthday in August, then they the school move move your birthday forward to like one of the days in May, and you Mm -hmm. brought in a cake and yes, brought in cupcakes for birthday. So you didn't get screwed out of your birthday. You totally got screwed on summer birthday though, didn't you? Yeah, every single time. I did. Nobody could come to your birthday parties because they were on vacation. Oh wow, it was true. It was awful. No one came to to my party. That was for a different reason. I had no friends. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. Oh. And then my parents would pay people to come. Could you send your kid over? Please, Gerald needs a friend. Oh yeah. I'd so like it's your ask, birthday, yeah. Well, so what? Be, How old are you going to be? What, the mid uh, seventy? Uh, no, be sixty-two. How many times have we celebrated your? We this is the eleventh time we have celebrated your sixty-second birthday. Why can't birthday? you just wish somebody happy birthday? I tell you, I'm sixty-two. Yeah, or I'm no. sixty-one. I will be sixty-two uh-huh. on July eighth. But I'd like to ask that. Uh, what year were you born? Is born. Quick, in, quick. Uh, 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 79. Yeah, no, you no, weren't. No, no, no. 77. Oh, 70. yeah. And my son was born in 76, so I guess it had to have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 74. Then, <laughs> yeah. 74. Wow, well, No, but I would ask then that you and well, happy. maybe the crowd would sing happy birthday to me and Megan because we yeah, missed Megan, yours, Yeah, Megan, happy too. birthday. Thank who's, you, Jerry. I don't, I don't need anyone to sing. Easily. Okay. No, no, <laughs> easily less than half your age. Easily. Yes. Yeah, I'm 36. How old are you, Jerry? You, oh, my gosh. I'm Really what did I say before? Wait, she really is. How old is she? 36. When you were her age, her parents weren't even dating. No. <laughs> <laughs> this no, is that, you guys are really old, huh? Uh, oh, oh, fine. Actually. Okay, hey, Jerry, I wanted to what? hold something up here. Yeah. At, by the way, we're, we're doing Facebook Live. We've been working on the audio. We think tonight we nailed it. Because yeah. this is edgy. We're doing Facebook Live. We are Live. learning as we go. Yeah, but I don't know of any podcast that broadcasts on Facebook. So people at home right now who follow our podcast yeah. Facebook page right. are getting this live feed. And it'll run for the duration of the show. Oh, yep. neat. And then if you and missed it, it tonight, you see yeah. it It's a good thing day. I dressed up. I'm looking really good tonight. Talent. Exceptionally good. Yeah. So we've yeah. had trouble getting because the camera's like way over there. Wave to the camera. It's way over there. <laughs> And we're running. I'm the Jerry. I'm the one in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> we think we got the audio worked out. Yeah. I'm going to hold this up for the people watching on Facebook. What is Live. that? But this is a CD, and it says Jerry Springer at the top. Now, I went into <laughs> my garage. My wife's always bitching at me. You got to clean out the garage. So I went down in the garage, and I went through some stuff, and I found this box. Why is it buried in a box in you a garage? You tell me. You tell me. Probably if because at some point you said, hey, Gene, put these in storage, and because I'm such a... A uh, sycophant that I okay, I'll store them in my garage. Put them in your own damn garage. Oh, is, is that how 
That is how it is. That's what happened, by the way. I didn't realize that. Yes, I'm storing your crap. But this is a CD that, oh, I, that I recorded. In, I will listen to it. I popped this into, oh, listen, into my computer. Fair. This is track number 11. We're going to figure oh, out what oh, we're going to do with 11. these. This is track is 11. Well, the reason... David, be- hit oh. it. Let me see that. Oh. Yes, I live in a single wide. To get up here, it takes a four-wheel drive. Got a mean-ass dog whose name is Sickum Sam. Got a motor from a tree a satellite dish and a trampoline well that doesn't make me what you're gonna love the course say <laughs> i am oh it gets better doesn't it oh, there ain't no trash in my trailer Now, Jerry, where the hell did that come from? Why there ain't no trash thing? in my trail. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Who wrote that, Jerry? Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is how this all happened. And for, and I apologize. <laughs> Why? Actually, I thought everything I, There we everything go. That was I the correct do, response. Everything I do in my career, whatever it is, I'm, I'm always apologizing. Not for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, what happened is back in, uh, I guess it was in the 90s, I was in Nashville, uh, you know, promoting our show with the local affiliate there. And that night, we went down there in the area of Nashville where they have all these country bars and mm-hmm. whatever. And, and there's a band there, and, you know, they see me or whatever, and somehow I get up there and sing a song with them. Well, in the audience, there's this guy who is a record uh, producer, and he came up to me afterwards, and he handed me a card. He says, I got this great idea. Why don't we do some novelty CD, you know, and we'll work it out. You come to Nashville, and we'll pick out some songs, or we'll give you a whole bunch of songs, original songs, and you choose which ones you want. So I went down there about a month later, and I picked 12 songs that were in the key of D. <laughs> my range is D and E. Yeah. So, uh, and there you go. And so we recorded it. Now, you laugh. Let me tell you something about this CD because it was a great stocking stuffer. You you know how sometimes you have a wobbly table in the kitchen? If you take my CD and place it under the shortest leg on your table, it levels it out. And it's got a lot of space. They also make perfect. Absolutely beautiful coasters. Unbelievable. So, that's how that. it That's was a, such a great idea. There are boxes in my garage. How, how many went into but circulation, but why would you did say? You want, because no. I asked you, really? That's yeah. awful. I apologize. <laughs> well, I'm now trying to figure out, you know, because I you started. You sell those. Oh. And then they caught me. I, I got caught. I had some legal issues with the Ludlow City Bus Company. So I had this company for a while that doesn't exist anymore. So I don't have anything making me some walking around money. I was thinking... <laughs> Why don't we do something with yeah. this? We could do something with this. We got, we got us a podcast You now. try to sell those, you won't be walking. <laughs> you want to know something? <laughs> Running. There are about 14 tracks I listened to. I think I may have listened to all of them. And, and actually, they're not bad. No, wait a minute. There's more to this story. 
You then, did you not, go on the road into some casinos and yeah. sang with that band during that, those songs? Right. We put, I don't know if it was that band, but we put a band together for the tour. Yeah. And you're right. I went on tour. Uh, Oh, <laughs> yeah, look at Megan over there. Well, here's Why? something. So here's my question. Why did you go on tour? <laughs> I needed some walking around money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to hear some no. more of these, Megan? I sure yeah. don't. Thanks, Dad, No, Gina. we did it. Well, I, I got to open, I think I told you that story, for Billy Ray Cyrus. That's pretty good. Oh, that's yeah. when you met Billy Ray and babysat Miley? Yes. That's right. Yeah. That's actually pretty so I opened, led to her down. I opened on his tour, but there they, you know, they had a real good band that, yeah. you know, but whatever. Well, you know, we played seriously. You, we've played Bloodshot Eyes, which you recorded back in the seventies. Uh, Save Union 60, Terminal. Actually, Bloodshot Eyes was 68, 69. Okay. Yeah, uh, Union the Terminal in the seventies. Yeah. So, uh, actually, I'm I'm not kidding. I think you can, you you kind of pull it off. I mean, it's 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 kind of you're on uh, drugs. He no, is, it's kind of, it's kind he of just okay, lies you know? for yeah. fun. You should just say no. <laughs> hey, Megan. Speaking of hey, but <laughs> Union Terminal, this is a good, speaking yeah. of Union Terminal, yes. what, you were so excited. In Cincinnati, we're, we're, it's, in, it's uh, what, so post-Civil War, train Art yeah. Deco, fantastic it is train a station. beautiful, beautiful train terminal that there yep. was a big campaign in the 70s to save it. Because, you know, obviously people weren't riding trains anymore, or very few were, and so they... There it's was the, this campaign, and they did. And it's say, the model for the Hall of Justice. It's like it's like a big deal. It, yeah, it is a it, big it, deal. It, <laughs> it, re, it really is. And by the way, one of those CDs, one of the songs, "Save the Union Terminal," was used to raise money to save it. And I saved one doorknob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how many records we sold. One doorknob. And uh, but it's a beautiful terminal, and it's relevant yep. because just two days ago, as we talk. Yep, Elizabeth Warren and Hillary Clinton at Union Terminal. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was. So what did cool you think see. of it, Megan? I mean, oh. What do you think of that picture of those two uh, president and vice president? Thrilling, honestly. I've, I've I've been waiting for it. I loved Elizabeth Warren. I would have liked to have seen her run, honestly, yep. from early on. So to see them together, to watch her back, to listen to her back, Hillary. And to hear the excitement, and she is fantastic in front of a crowd. She and was, you saw it. You, you saw it on television. I did. I televised. Was, correct. Well, televised around the country, yeah. actually. Yeah, but. yeah, I watched it live. But I, I wasn't able to get down there. But it was it was, it was was really exciting it for me was, to see Yeah, I two. saw it on, on, on television, too. And it was, it was the perfect optics. And it was mm -hmm. also, if you didn't have any political considerations in, in other words it, it, weighing who her running mate who Hillary's running mate should be but you just look at that it 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 was wonderful it was wonderful i think for a whole bunch of reasons uh the first is other than you know her competence and she's so bright and they're so good together the statement we're kind of used to the idea of Hillary now running for president. So it almost takes a little bit away from the historic value of, oh my gosh, America has broken another ceiling uh, as we did in 08. Now, you know, a, a woman is president. And, and someone said to me a couple of weeks ago when talking about, well, I think, you know, maybe she should pick uh, Elizabeth uh, Warren. And the answer was, well, how can you have... You know, I don't know if the country's ready to accept two women running. Boom. No one ever said, how can we have two men running? Mm -hmm. 
So to have both of them on the ticket, certainly every girl in America can grow up now. It's not even on her mind that you couldn't grow up to be president. I mean, to have really both of them, I think is such, such a powerful statement. I didn't think we'd ever get the powerful statement again that we got in 08 that was so important for the growth of the American psyche and for the rest of the world to see America elect someone as competent and also African-American as, uh, as Barack Obama. But now, two women, it's like, what do you got now? You know? Yes. Two women, and what's great is they're not tokens. They right. are both brilliant. Yeah. They're smarter than anyone that's going to object to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what don't they know? What? It's just such a great feeling to any one of us who had daughters, but even if you haven't had a daughter, just for the sake of, of what America ought to be. And yes, there are no barriers anymore, unless, of course, Trump's president. But there are no <laughs> barriers in this country anymore that, you know, at least from birthright, there is nothing that is going to stop you from being president of the United States, and, and I just love that. There are political considerations, though. Yeah, and well, and there always are, and, and boy, you make such a simple, strong point. There have been two men standing up there for as, forever in our history, president, vice president, yeah. candidate for president, candidate for vice president. No one ever said ever, 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 what's wrong with that picture? Yeah. So there cannot be an objection of saying, well, that's too many women. Well, yeah. one woman's okay, but two, that's too many. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And by the way, we have the Ronstadt generations coming up, and that's relatives of Linda Ronstadt, the famous yeah. Linda Ronstadt, who you gave a key to the city of Cincinnati when you were mayor in 1977. Do yes, I have and I had a not-so-secret crush on her. Okay. She very was unaware good. of that. Very, she was very unaware public of it. crush. Yeah, if only <laughs> she Unfortunately, my wife was aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was less excited about my crush. And but. so we look forward to hearing from them. And yeah. uh, also, we're going to get you to talk a little bit more about uh, Donald Trump and Brexit, because yeah. you oh, are yeah. you were born in England, and we all remember that. You were born in, I think, a bathroom in a train station or there something. There wasn't a bathroom. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I know. But anyway, uh, yeah. but, and before we do, I wanted to... Uh, well, first of all, I wanted to tell my friend Megan yeah, the great news. We have another, I don't know whether to call him a contestant, a participant. <laughs> Victim. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> this, uh, would you like to date Megan, which is on our website. So if you're listening in some other uh, forum, Remotely. go to jerryspringer.com and over on the right, you'll see, uh, would you like to date Megan? You click on that. It'll be up in a few days. We took we replaced it with uh, the paint and donate, by the way, which oh, is cool. a wonderful charity yeah, for the yes. victims of the terrorist attack in Orlando. And in fact, I wanted to mention something. Jerry and I had a conversation about this, Megan. Uh-oh. So I called him. We all three did it. We did. Yes. Yes. Good job, Megan, Jerry. Yeah. I did it. And Who my daughter. Yours, Jerry? Uh Mickey did. Did she? She did. But a nice here's job. the thing. I went. To, and, and we should say what we're talking about. Yeah. The idea was to uh, paint the uh, gay pride colors on your fingernails. Right. And, uh, but there's six colors and obviously only five on one hand. So the purple color I did on my right hand. Nice and touch. the other five. So I go. And wait, wait, now hold on. And the idea is, because they still might yeah. want to donate. This mm -hmm. was something that my yes, daughter yes, who please. lives in Orlando, who is a performer down Lindsay there. Lindsay did a great job with this. And she worked with a guy named uh, 
Shane Tomlinson, who sadly died that night. He was one of the victims. Uh, he was killed with a rifle. And uh, so she got this idea with her friend Katie Murphy, who lives out in Denver now. They're old high school friends here in Cincinnati. Paint your nails, shoot a picture, put it on social media, and then drive people to two possible sites, the Shane Tomlinson GoFundMe site and oneorlando.com or, 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 or oneorlando.org yep, one and donate. So we said, hey, in solidarity, we'll jump in. So we all three did it, and Jerry pick it up from there because then Jerry and I had a phone conversation, and he was uh, much more modern, sophisticated than I was. Go ahead, Jerry. No, well, <laughs> uh, so... You know, Gene told me about it, and I said, hell yeah, we'll do it, of course. And uh, Your daughter Katie got involved? Katie got oh, involved, Katie too. too? Yeah. Yes, yeah. And Katie said, Dad, this is great. Let's do it. And so I went to a, a nail salon around the corner, um, and uh, I walked in there for an appointment. And, you did. You did. And they thought I'm, you know, making a joke or something. Yeah. I said, it's a long story. Yeah, I like it, so they put me down with it. Then, uh, but it was late in the afternoon, and Mickey says, well, I'll do it. Let's just go to Walgreens or whatever it was, one of the uh -huh. CBS, and pick out the colors, and she'll put it on. So Mickey put it on me. And then what was interesting is, uh, and I kept it on for the weekend, and like I'd be in the elevator of this building. I'd get on the elevator, there a crowd of people on, or hey, hey, and, and then all of a sudden you could, they were <laughs> like snickering. I mean, I was I was holding my coffee. I wasn't aware that I had it on anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and what Would was interesting, mean? I caught myself because I was going to give an explanation, and then I decided no. Because, in other words, why should there be an excuse? That's part of the prejudice we have. Uh, 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 many people have against gay people. In other words, what's the difference? Yeah. I'm wearing nail polish. You don't have to know if I'm gay or not or anything. It's just happened on. I didn't want to be in the position of, well, the reason I'm wearing it, but otherwise I wouldn't do it, like it's something bad. We have to get away from that. That's part of the negative stereotyping that goes on. Uh, that's very, you're I'm impressed with Jerry. Jerry. Yeah, because you're I didn't Jerry. tell him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that you had. And then I called Bob up and we, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. no. your picture, did, have you seen Jerry's picture? Well, they're all, all yeah. three of ours You look are angry in your photo a little bit <laughs> for it. That's, you saw anger. You'd be I angry too. Anger. Mickey left me. <laughs> no. No, she did a very nice job. I liked, she you, did you a took, great job. Yeah, I like the one hand purple. I just picked five colors yeah. and put it on one which, hand. Which color did you leave off? I think green. Oh, fine. <laughs> well, Bonnie did mine too, and we Yours sat there. Right. This is a great mine. She said, <laughs> we sat down at the dining room table, and she's painting them, and she said to me, <laughs> look at me because I was looking out the window and I said look at you watch is it in a nail salon you you, you look you talk uh, and I because I was, was like so uncomfortable I was real uncomfortable to be honest I mean and this is why I appreciate you telling <laughs> the story and this was at home just like in this your at living home. room nobody there just funny and me and you won't look her in the eye <laughs> then I started making a thing I'm making a joke but so she did them and then I said let's shoot the picture would you shoot a picture she did and then as soon as she put it was like this. She put it down, and I said, how do you get this off? <laughs> what, do you, what takes this off? Nothing. And she handed me some. She said that. She says it doesn't come off until it wears off. Forever. And 
Then she gave me some nail polish remover. So I told Jerry, and this is the truth, within, she finished <laughs> painting them. I shot the picture. I swear, I'm sure within 30 seconds, they were gone. It was all so gone. Oh, you didn't really embrace no, the Well, movements. no, that's, that's homophobic. <laughs> that's like, no. Yeah. No, I didn't. That's a coward. It's, well, that's yeah. somebody who has some sort of weird you know, thing. Very much. That, I'm yeah. glad that you can freely admit that. No, true. But J- and friends. Jerry told me, he said, no, I left it on for like the weekend. I didn't care. And I thought, that's really pretty good. He's a man that's good. secure in himself. That and is. then there's Gene. That is. That is. <laughs> that is. That's very cool. Um, so anyway, I did want to tell you, <laughs> Megan, my friend. <laughs> you remembered it. I got this. Would you like to date Megan? Mm-hmm. Is going crazy. I mean, we're, we're having to add servers onto the website to be able to handle it. <laughs> yeah, it's crashing. It's right crashing. Okay. Do you notice so, we don't have each the guy has the exact same voice? <laughs> no, 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 and no, the no, same no. phone number. No. It's so weird. They no. all live together. The, no, the fact of the matter is, they're coming from all over the oh country. My, so the latest. Well, there's multiple, but the guy made contact with today. And I'm not, I don't give his name until they come on. They can choose to. Yeah. But anyway, from Oklahoma City. And Megan always says to me, did you vet him? And I always say, of course I did. You're my friend, Megan. Right. Trust me, Megan. No, but I will let no harm come to you ever. Mm-hmm. Who was going to stay back in Cuba <laughs> when you had trouble with your... Casey. <laughs> yeah, Casey was. It was Casey. Yeah. But I was going to stay too. Yeah. I was Thanks, Casey. Okay. So I, I vetted him hard. Okay. So what, it was so a hard, what we call a hard vet. Okay. What would give me an example of what, yeah, what types of questions I you're said, asking? for starters, Son of a gun. how you doing? Okay. <laughs> he said, Whoa. That's good. I knew you want to know how the guy's doing. I knew his name because I had it on the form he sent it. Okay. And I said, We'll call uh, him Phil. How you doing, Phil? I said, how you doing? He said, I'm, I'm doing okay. And I said, uh, I'm Gene Galvin, producer of the podcast, and you sent in a form. Yes, I did. I, no. I, I said, did you send the form in? He said, yes. I said, would you like to come on and be part of this? He said, yes. And, and, that was, and, and that you was said, it. thank you for calling. I said, thanks for calling. You're a finalist. Yeah. Wow. Um, so a we're going to talk How? about this because, How? so you do, in my real life, I interview people all day, every day. Yeah, because you're an HR manager. professional. Yes, yes, professional With manager, a, yes. like, advanced college degree, blah, blah, blah. Correct. Okay. So my job, my day job, all day, every day, is to interview people, line up people, talk to people, read resumes from people, and interview more people. And teach people how to interview, <laughs> I even heard. teach people how to interview. Oh, <laughs> Oh, so, Mr. Gallup. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what do you mean, what, me? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're in, you're in too, on this, Mr. too. Springer. I don't do the vetting. <laughs> well, when they get on the line with us, what she's going to next week, you're oh, part really? of the vetting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, we're okay. going to talk about behavioral-based questions. Behavioral yeah. questions because yes. what you say you're going to do does not mean that is what you are going to do. What you have done tells you what you're going to do, so oh, that's what you need to you ask. You should have okay. said, what, okay. what have don't you done? Don't tell me what you would do if. Tell me what you did What have you done? Yeah. Tell me what you did when. Okay. Oh, we're going to be good. Let's go back to the basics again, Gene. Yes. Married. Not married. Kids. I don't know. I didn't ask. Home. Home? Home. Have one. Live in one. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Got to be somewhere. Car. We don't know that. might be his home. The car might be his car car and his home. home. No, oh no, my he God. Said, it's a nice like a, car. It's a nice car. Sounded like a good guy okay. said, from I'll be th- home from work by that time. So he's got yeah. a good job. And, a job. Uh, he's got a job. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I, I looked this guy up by his name. Oh, you Googled and him? I did. I'm looking out for you, Megan. I love you. And I put in the city 
And up popped a guy, I'm not going to give his name, who is a professional football player. Bam. Now, I don't know if that's this guy, but it might be a question we want to ask. What yeah. do you do for a living yeah. when he's on? Yeah. And oh. if he says, I, you know, play for the Orlando, yeah. or, or, or the Orlando or, New Orleans <laughs> Saints or something, then yeah. you, so you, you don't, may have a keeper. You don't think it's that Joe Namath? Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, how old's too old? <laughs> Eugene? <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 Anything that's close to your yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah, in there. A little there. older. Hey? Namath would be a little older. That vicinity. Um, okay, so I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I okay. promise you next week, we've been looking out for you. We are going to way look out for you next oh, week. Oh, it's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be hard getting past Jeremy and me. <laughs> the goalkeeper's here, man. We got yeah. it. But, but I, th- I like the sound of this guy. All right. All right. Dear so uh, that will be next week. And uh, Jerry, I w- we should ask you, because are you kidding me? Brexit. Mm. The vote was this week, and the vote went in favor of Britain leaving the EU, the European Union. Yep. And Donald Trump was in Scotland and said some things. And uh, why don't uh, you share some of your thoughts about all that? Yeah, and well, I'll get a, yeah, I'll get around to Trump, but it was despicable what he said. But anyway... Starting with Brexit, it's a disaster. And it's, it's serious, obviously, for the United Kingdom. It's serious for England. It's serious for Europe. And it's serious for America and the world. Um, it is the biggest election that Britain has had since World War II. Now, on, the reason I would say sitting here in America, why are, you know, other than humanitarian reasons, why would you be concerned? Well, you'd be concerned because the two times in the last century that Europe fell apart didn't turn out so well. Uh, and I refer you to World War I and World War II. The beauty of the European Union has been that since it got together, there has been relative peace in Europe, in a place with different cultures, different ethnic groups, a place that could blow up. And whenever it blows up, it blows up the world. Uh, there has been this, this union. And England, Great Britain, the United Kingdom has been part of it. And what has happened with the vote, the worst part about the vote is not just the consequences, but the fact that the people were lied to by the politicians that pushed it. And now that it's a disaster, the government has collapsed, the pound has collapsed, there'll be mass unemployment as these industries shut down. The pound is worth, what, 10%? It has never been lower in the last 30 years, which means that the people in Britain can't afford to buy anything that's made any place else, which affects trade every place. So there's the economic reasons why everything's falling apart. And by the way, when it fell apart and the market crashed, as it crashed here for a couple of days, but it's still crashing in, in the UK and in world markets, The market crashed, the pound crashed, the government falls apart, and now Scotland may leave the United Kingdom. 
So England will wind up being just this little isolated island, which Europe may not be too friendly to anymore. And there is a guy who wants to be president of the United States with all this suffering that has now suddenly hit the United Kingdom and all that son of a bitch can talk about is, well, it'll be good for my golf course. It should bring more people to my golf course. I don't care what your politics are. Be a lifelong Republican. Be a conservative. Be what you're going to be. But no serious person can tell me that this guy should be president of the United States. What kind of human being just sits there and says, well, it's good for my golf course? I mean, it's unbelievable that that would be his reaction. Now, I said that people were lied to in this vote. I'll give you specific lies. One of the big things was to the people of Britain, the politicians would say, like Boris Johnson, who, who was one of the leaders of the campaign to, to leave, he said, if we pass this, we pay $350 million every week to the European Union. We could now not have to pay that 350 and instead we can put it into the National Health Service, you know, which is their health care. That was an absolute lie. Because first of all, it's not $350 million that they pay out because being part of the European Union, they get a lot of money back. So it's really only about $150 million. And that $150 million has been promised to a whole bunch of different areas of Britain that has nothing to do with the National Health Service like farmers, for example, and various industries. So therefore, the people were lied to. They're not suddenly going to get more money for their National Health Service. Blatant lie. Then there was the issue of the immigration, which drove this, which, as we all know, has an element of racism in it. Well, the fact of the matter is that Britain, even under the European Union, had a separate agreement involving its immigration, so it already had some control over immigration into England. So that wasn't going to change. And now these guys are saying, but if we would leave the European Union, don't worry, we'll make a separate agreement with these countries now. We'll make a side deal to protect us. Well, the European Union is now saying, screw you, England. We're not going to give you a good deal on immigration. You've just left us. And if we give you a good deal, that'll be a lesson to the other 27 countries in the European Union that they can threaten to leave also and they'll get a better deal and the whole thing will fall apart. So the people were lied to. They are now panicked in England, as you see in the news every night. You see what's happening to the market. London is the financial capital of Europe. It now will close and move probably to Berlin or maybe Brussels, but it'll move to another part of Europe. And as such, major industries are now closing in Great Britain, all because politicians lied. Does it affect us in America? Let me give you a perfect example. Beyond the market, beyond what it does to our economy, beyond what it does to trade, we just, as we're taping it today, we just had another bombing in Turkey. 60 people injured, 28 dead already. So there's something called terrorism going on in the world. Where do you think we get our intelligence from? All of a sudden, if we're not part 
of all of this? How helpful are these countries going to be in this intelligence? England is our strongest ally in Europe. When we get the other European countries to help us out with their intelligence, it's because within the European Union, England is kind of like our proxy. It's always got our back. There are a lot of European countries that don't share our values, that aren't necessarily, you know, they're more concerned with having a good relationship with Iran, for example. England's very important to us. And now we're affected by this too. And Trump thinks this is wonderful. Let's make immigration the issue. Let's become an isolated island. Let's not, you know, have trade anymore with the rest of the world. This is a dangerous man. He is a threat to the security of the United States of America. When he comes out against Muslims being admitted into the United States or Mexicans being deported. Well, let's get back to the Muslims just for a second. Now he's saying, well, you can't come from Muslim countries. Wait a second. How do you think we get this intelligence that keeps us safe in most instances if we don't have relationships with Muslim countries? How do you think we find out what's going on? Cut off ties with Muslim countries? What Muslim country, and we're talking about 1.2 billion people, is suddenly going to help us out if they know that America doesn't even want Muslims in their country? Why should we help America? Why should we give them the intelligence that is needed to keep us safe? That's why he's a threat to our country because he's undermining security. Secondly, you declare war on 1.2 billion Muslims, other than the fact that that is everything against what America stands for. Every disgruntled kid somewhere in the world, whether it's here in the United States, whether it's in Europe, whether it's in a Muslim country, is sitting in front of his computer, hearing that, oh, that America doesn't like us Muslims, that president wants us out. Well, you're disgruntled, you're angry, you're a little sick in the head, whatever. I'll think I'll go to their website, that ISIS website. Yeah, they understand what I'm feeling. In a sense, he's recruiting the people who could harm our country. And this is what you want as a president? I've said it and I'll say it in every single podcast until we get a determination of who's going to be our next president. I don't care if you're a Republican, if you're a conservative. If you love this country, you can't honestly believe that Donald Trump ought to be leader of the free world or leader of our country. If you want to get him back on Apprentice and watch Apprentice, God bless you. He was great at that. But this man has no business being president of the United States. He threatens the security of this country we love. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, to shift gears, because uh, that's a serious topic, uh, well analyzed. But we that's not going to stop you from shifting gears. No. Well, <laughs> I, I was just wondering, yes. and, and Megan was the one who made me think of this because she was sort of talking before the show about how, oh, Jerry's got 
uh, a slogan that he used. Use, remember, you were saying he used it on the news when he oh, became a right, news anchor. Oh, that's right, that he anchor. closed out the news with everything. And now he uses yeah. it on his TV show, yeah, and why don't we have one? And yeah. It's that, what is your slogan? You, it's take care of yourself and each other. And each other. Right. And you did that and when you were the anchor man on the NBC affiliate in Cincinnati. Yep. Tell us, um, first of all, where did that come from? Um, it was about three or four in the afternoon. It was going to be my first day anchoring the news. And Give us a year, roughly. Uh, 80-something? Well, I started doing commentaries in 82. All right. And then I anchored starting in March of 84. Mm-hmm. March of 84. And, uh, and it was just a tradition at the time that every news anchor had... You know, Walter Cronkite used to end by saying, that's the way it is, Tuesday, November 3rd, 1900, whatever. And that one was taken, and, and that, that delivery was, was taken. Yes. So you are I couldn't well, do that. Well, you just did it. You I, just did it, but yeah. you didn't think I, you No, that. I decided to let yeah, Walter have his. Everybody yeah. did have their sign-off. Yeah, off. everyone has their sign-off, you know, yeah. whatever. In the 80s, the big slogan at the time was, take care of yourself. And, you know, really started, honestly, with the uh, presidency of Ronald Reagan, uh, because, you know, the, the whole era of I'll get government off your back. If you ask kids what was one saying from John Kennedy, it's ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Yep. In other words, in the 60s, it was we got to take care of each other, you know. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden came the 80s. And you remember the commercials for Clairol or whatever, you know, I'm worth it. Worth it or yeah. the big books were taking care of number one. Or you got to love yourself first. We became very, you know, it, it, yeah, it's got to be take care of yourself. That yeah. was the big thing. And me being a pinko liberal, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not just enough to take care of ourselves. We got to take care of each other. So that yeah. was, so I just thought I'd throw that in kind of like a dig at take care of yourself. And I was going to say, and each other. Literally, it happened that afternoon, and that wow. became my slogan. And, and you do it still on your TV show, I think, don't you? Yeah, well, the reason I do it on my television show is it's my one shot I have. You know, when my judgment day comes and yeah. God says. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to be there. And I, God, I mean, for real, can we get to God? I would love to be yes. there. I want to see how and God says, out of that one. You know, as I'm trying to get in the pearly gates, and yeah. God says, who are you kidding, Gerald? Yeah. And, and I'll say, but remember my final thought? Take care of yourself and each other. So that's my one shot that's at heaven. Yeah. That's a, that's a uh, string you're holding on to there, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Just right well, there. you know, and maybe, maybe someday you could put that same creative mind to our Coming up with a slogan for our podcast. Oh, really maybe. cool. Oh, you yeah, because you're yeah. really good at it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe. Uh, well, like I say, we get the Ludlow City. Maybe that's why Ludlow yeah. City Bus Company failed. I didn't have a good slogan. I think there were but many reasons. Also, about, it's not real. Could be. Could be a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, look. Hey, we, we, we need we, a friend. <laughs> Please yeah. listen. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Please friend us. We have it's none. It's so true. It's um, so true. Yeah. That's it. Please friend us. We have none. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's we're not appropriately picky. pathetic. <laughs> you know, we're not picky. Cherry if you're pop. breathing we're or recently picky. breathing, you could be our friend. <laughs> You'll do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a good one. You'll do. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You'll do. <laughs> Back in the 70s. I like that one. We, we've joked about this before. In 1977, you were mayor of Cincinnati. And while mayor, you gave every celebrity, every concert you wanted to go to that came through Cincinnati, 
you'd go give them a key to the city so you could get backstage. You did that for Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt at that time was freaking huge. She was the Would queen of rock and roll. She and, was. And, and she was the country. most talented. She, along with Emmylou Harris, yep. I would say, uh, you know, they were the very best uh, of that era. And even really a were. little more over country folk than rock, although she w was like number one on pop charts at that yeah. time. And uh, she's, so she's amazing. She has an amazing voice. She has a great story. She was uh, a f close friend of Governor... Uh, Jerry Brown. Jerry Brown, yeah. uh, governor of California then, and now is governor again of yeah. California, oddly enough. So we made contact. Actually, we heard from Michael Ronstadt, who was Linda Ronstadt's nephew. And we learned through David Proust, our uh, technical coordinator, who does a lot of music recording, that Linda Ronstadt's nephews and sometimes other family members come in and out of this group have a group called Ronstadt Generations. And they're here tonight, and I want to ask them to come Whoa! forward. And uh, it's Michael Ronstadt who is coming in with uh, well, Michael's coming in with a cello. This is actually very cool. His brother is, yeah. plays guitar and banjo, and they're going to do a couple songs and switch and off. And we've got oh. a saxophone. So this is pretty interesting. Ooh. This is, yeah. So this is an instrument that's not yet been played, at least at the Jerry Springer podcast at the Folk School Coffee Parlor. Loved it. Um, I think Casey Campbell, our music coordinator, you play the saxophone, don't you, Casey? Yeah. So, and you probably played here before, played it here? Uh, no. All right, so Casey's yeah. from off mic. Oh, ruined the illusion. Is saying, yeah. yeah way, to, way to crush yeah. everyone's spirits this there, isn't, Casey. You know, this isn't a cherry run for the saxophone being in the coffee shop. But yeah. anyway, it is an interesting sound they're about to make. And uh, we're going to ask them to do a song, and then we're going to chat with them, including we'll introduce the other members. Uh, but let's hear it for Ronstadt Generations. Here's a song that uh, I wrote with my father, Michael J. Ronstadt, called Valley of Our Kin. Goodness out, morning came and went. Will you sell your soul? 
Generations and you guys, I think, are from Arizona originally. Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, yeah. Arizona. Tucson, so we Arizona. have Michael Ronstadt, your dad, and your dad Pete, right? Uh, our dad is Michael as well. Yeah, but your your yeah. name Pete, is yes, Pete. Yes, correct. Yeah. So Sorry. Michael and Pete Ronstadt's mm -hmm. father is Michael Senior, I correct. take it, yeah, and Michael he is brother of Linda Ronstadt. Yep. And then give me your name again. I forgot it. Other. And other is. Uh, <laughs> He, he describes that other de describes himself yeah. as a distant cousin of the Ron I'm Alex Flores, yes. We came from the same part of uh, Mexico. Uh, their great-great-grandfather was born in uh, at a place in Bonamichi, Mexico, and our family came from the same place. So we're all fifth-generation Tucsonans, but just kind of from different lines that intermingled nice. over the years together. That's so. really cool. Nice, nice. nice. Yeah. And um, Michael, I think you live in Cincinnati now, is that correct? I do, yeah. I've been, I've been back for about two years, and I went wayward in Philadelphia, and before that I went to graduate school at CCM, so I, nice. I hold wow. a master's oh, in cello nice. from, you know, yours really? truly. See, yeah. the, again, Jerry and Megan, isn't this cool? You're seeing people come in with instruments, uh, including yeah. violins, and they become fiddlers <laughs> and the cello player playing this style of music. Uh, and is this now the, the genre of music that you want to play, Michael? Even though you might have been more classically I'll play trained. anything. God, yeah. <laughs> anything. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. this, the cool thing about this band is we call our music postmodern American West because we don't have a genre that we can really yeah. fit into. Yeah. Um, I like to think of it as living room music. My, you know, we grew up playing music in the living room with family gatherings, family functions under the old cottonwood tree in our grandfather's backyard. So... Um, We'll play anything. We'll play old Mexican songs. We'll play old cowboy yeah. songs. We'll play originals That's that we awesome. write, and we kind of try to bring it all together and call it home. That song was written by your father, did you say? Um, uh, I, myself and my father, yeah. You and your dad wrote yeah. that. Yeah, and he's usually in this band, too. He came down ill recently, so uh, oh. we're holding down the fort without him while he's getting better. Oh, but. man. Oh, good. Yeah. And, and when you guys would gather under the tree or at family gatherings, your father would be part of that, that singing and that playing. And might Linda Ronstadt at times be part of that singing? Yeah, my, my dad was the youngest of four siblings, and he was uh, the next oldest from him was Linda. And she was seven years older than him, so he was the baby of the family. Yeah. 
Um, so I missed out, we missed out on a lot of the, the bulk of the, you know, when Linda and Peter and Susie and everybody was there all at the same time, but we got to see a lot of the gatherings, you know, well, uh, because Linda was already off in California when we were growing up, but, uh, you know, all the rest of the relatives are there. And we still gather third Sunday of every month in Tucson, one really? branch that of the family. That is so cool. Yeah, it's yeah. very neat. And you knew how big of a star she was. Well, I don't know. How old were you guys in, the, in her heyday, her era, which would have been the 70s, the yeah. 70s yeah. 80s? We, yeah. missed, we missed her heyday. Uh, Michael was born in 84. Okay. I was yeah. born in 85. Was, yeah, yeah we, we did know that she was big when uh, we got to visit Skywalker Ranch. <laughs> And watch Star Wars uh, when we were five or something like that. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it was kind of cool. when, when Uncle George brought us out to California, yeah. we figured uh, it was. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. But, I think that feature plane, Jerry. That's pretty cool. Oh, fine. <laughs> so does she show you the key to the city that she that I gave her? Please, yeah. but just, just tell him yes. We still need. We still need to just. <laughs> I'm pester um, about it. Though. Find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And, and we would love. I, I would it. like the key to the city. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got some in the trunk of his car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're with the CDs. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Buy the CD for $400. Okay. Hey, seriously, if you ever have the opportunity and you, and we can communicate we got email addresses etc mm-hmm. i would love to know if someone like her he gave a key seriously to linda ronstadt bob dylan the eagles who else jerry the, uh, Some big the names. eagles maybe uh, emmy lou harris uh, yeah oh yeah emmy lou harris kenny rogers dolly parton uh, he was honestly, going to a lot of concerts wow, he was just trying to well, kind of cheap because i was your concerts. age as mm-hmm. you are now yeah I, I was yeah just about 30 and uh and, you know, I was a fan of all these people, and I figured this was the one way I could meet them, so I would contact their agents. In fact, I don't know if it was your aunt's agent or promoter of the concerts, but he was the one that got us the Eagles for the Cincinnati's first ever outdoor rock concert. Oh, very cool. Uh, in 1978, and that we had, what, 50,000, 60,000 yeah. people at Riverfront Stadium, and she was instrumental in that, basically. It would be interesting to know if someone like Linda Ronstadt or any of these other people that he's named, that, so there's this guy, young mayor, he gives them the key to the city, uh, and it's among the hundreds that they get as they're touring around, everybody's doing it. And I always wondered if one of them, 20 years, 30 years later, 20 years later, scratched their head and went, damn, this guy that's got this TV show that's insane (laughs) gave me a key to the city when he was like a politician. She if you ever have a chance, ask her, I'm and then shoot me an email, and yeah. we'll have fun. We with may that. call her tomorrow. Yeah. No, don't. Hey, <laughs> let's call her right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, seriously, we want to respect this, but she's going through some health issues of her own, and yeah, we respect yeah. that, and uh, we love her. Yeah. We yeah. love her, and, and you know, we pray for her. So she's, yeah. she's yeah. a great yeah. person and a yeah. great. Per- she's entertained a lot of people, and and we're so glad you guys are here as part of that tradition. And do what do another song for us, would you? This next one is one that I wrote about two years ago, and it's called Dark Riddles, and it came to me at two in the morning, and sometimes songs just hit you, and, and you can't go to bed yet, yep. so uh, basically uh, you're a little bit upset because you've got to sit down and record this thing that just hit your mind, and, and so this is what came out. It's called Dark Riddles, and we could actually use your help, so Petey's going to get you snapping because uh, it's going to...
dark riddles in the night Sing to me when I go to sleep Gray windows show the way to go When I go to play my music Blue shadows stained into the ground I don't feel too well today Satin hues shine right on through my pains When the time is right Tripping over words and fight Silly limericks and my faults Open up the truth inside Sharp visual inquiries Take my mind away Dark riddles in the night Sing to me when I sleep we go to freedom we go to play we are here to stay we have no place we go to freedom we go to play we are here to stay we have no place we go to freedom we go to play we are here to stay we have no We go to freedom, we go to play We are here to stay, we have no place We go to freedom, we go to play We are here to stay, we have no place We go to freedom, we go to play We are here to stay, we have no place We go Freedom, we go to play. We are here to stay, we have no place. We go to freedom, we go to play. We are here to stay, we have no place. We go to freedom, we go to play. We are here to stay, we leave no trace. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> really, really good, guys. The Ronstadt generations cool. from the Valley yeah. of the Sun originally, I guess, and now the, out here. And we're so glad you came by. Would you take us out on Hootie Ledbetter's Irene Goodnight? We would love And Jerry Springer 
of the Jerry Springer TV show and who cut this album that I yeah. will be selling it, out of the trunk of my car for this four hundred dollars. This could be a career highlight for you. Take yeah. He will sing verse two if you'll let him. Yeah, we'll he'll join you. All right, here we go. Last night we we flew to Cincy. We left our hot little town. Your bluegrass state was calling on me. We hope we don't let Jerry down. Sometimes I live in the country And sometimes I live in town Sometimes I take a great notion To jump in the river and drown You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery. Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I'll see you in.